What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. The place where we invite real people to talk about their journey on social media. We'll dig deep into the mindset it takes to be yourself, create massive value, and do it over and over again. This could be the episode that changes your business and life for the better. So let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. I am so pumped. And usually I'm not because when when I bring people on that are just way better looking than me and just better than me at everything, it's it's incredibly intimidating. And uh, and and nonetheless, I love you so much as listeners that I'm willing to bring on someone that just far surpasses me in every area of life. Sean, what is up, bro? How are you? I'm good, brother. Thanks for having me, dude. I don't know if all that's true, but I'll take it. Come on. So real quick, before we jump in, will you just give give the listeners like 60 seconds, who you are, what you're about, what you do, all that good stuff? Yeah, yeah. My name's Sean Herrero. I'm a mortgage advisor uh, located in Northern California. Um, I've been in the industry for 20 years. I jumped over to the origination side uh, January of 2017. So just finished up, I guess, my fourth full year of originating. Um, I don't know. I, I like to, you know, I'm the adventure lender on Instagram. I just try to have fun and help people buy homes and save money. That's, that's kind of me. And, 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 and you, do, you do such a, a fantastic job at it. And I'm so excited to have you on the, the show because I, I just, I feel like your brand is so on point with with Instagram specifically and uh you you do such a great job of just being authentically you and really you couldn't give two craps about what anybody thinks about it and and you're totally cool with that and and so talk to us about like when did you initially decide that that social media needed to matter more to you um, I think, so I got on Instagram relatively early and I've just always loved photography and it was just kind of a place to, you know, look at surf photos, climbing photos, things like that. And then I did a, I did a presentation in 2012, I think, um, showing real estate agents how they could use Instagram to market their listings. Cause I don't think it was really being utilized yet. And, um, I asked, you know, some of my clients, Hey, if you're, if your your realtor said, go on Instagram, follow me. You're going to see any listing I think you would like. What would you think of that? They're like, that would be great. I'm tired of getting all these constant emails of all these different properties. So I was like, okay, there might be something to this idea. Sure enough, it turns out I wasn't wrong. Um, But the first presentation I did, I kind of got, nobody liked it. They kind of laughed. They didn't laugh me out of the room, but you could just read the room and they they had zero interest. Uh, They didn't understand what a hashtag was. They'd explain how it's like a, a filing cabinet for anything that anyone posts. And and now you look at what it's become and it's kind of a, I mean, to me, it's a non-negotiable. Um, so what happened for me was I realized there was a big use for real estate agents, but I couldn't figure out what to do as a lender because what we do 
is not visual, right? I can't show you a picture of a beautiful house or a kitchen or anything like that. That's going to catch someone's eye. So how do you make an interest rate? How do you make data interesting on social media? And at the same time, how do you make it authentic? So it, it really just kind of happened, I would say somewhat, uh, well, not even somewhat, it was just organic. I just would post about my life and what I was doing. And then um, if I thought there was information that people could learn from, I would post a video about it. Um, and then it just kind of grew from there. You know, I think, that's, I don't know, that's kind of all it is to me is be yourself, let people that are uh, can appreciate who you are. Those are the type of people who are going to work with you. And if you give them good, solid information, that's, that's the whole battle won. Yeah, man, I, I love that. And, and I want to talk a, about, because I asked you, right? Like I, I have all my guests fill out a questionnaire because I want to be very intentional with our time. And, and I don't want to just talk about random crap. And, and so I asked you like, what amount of money can you equate to making because of social media? And, and your response was, I just don't really look at social media that way. So speak to me about, about that mindset and, and the kind of where the danger that people allow themselves to get to of just thinking, if I can't put a dollar amount on Facebook, then Facebook's stupid and I shouldn't do it. Yeah, no, I, I love it. Cause I, as you repeated the question just now, I was thinking, you know, how much money have I made? All of it as a result of social media or okay. none of it. It could, because I just, you yeah. don't know, you don't know who's looked you up online. And I think what I realized is there was this divide a couple years ago where lenders like me, like the local um, relationship driven lenders hated online lenders. We had nothing but negative things to say about them. And we kept coming from a place of trying to overcome that. And what I, what I realized one day is it doesn't matter what we think. It matters what our customers think and what the people who could potentially become our customers think. I don't, I don't like using the word consumer. Um, it doesn't matter what I want them to think. What matters is what they do think. And I realized I need to be an online lender. I have to have that presence because whether I like it or not, that's where people are starting. So I, I first started just trying to get uh, an, a library of videos on YouTube as like just information, right? I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of information about mortgage available online. I think a lot of it's awful. Yeah. I don't think it's good. And so I wanted to just build that library and I can easily share that same video on Instagram. And I think people want to work with people they can relate to. So, so for me, I try to look at it more as, you know, I don't believe if, if your goal is to use social media and to be able to pinpoint a dollar amount on its value, you're approaching it entirely wrong. Um, the way I try to look at it is uh, like a Super Bowl commercial. Like I'm not a big sports guy, but anytime I would watch the Super Bowl, somebody pays $4 million for a 30 second spot. So you have 30 seconds to really make your point. So if you're doing a car commercial, I've never run out of a game to go buy the car but that commercial may have left a lasting impression. That's what I believe I'm trying to accomplish with social media. I don't think anyone's going to immediately in that moment reach out to me. I'm just hoping to leave a lasting impression for a future time. So, so for you, what would you say to the, the, the listener that is like, 
man, I, you know, I, I'm an ROI person. I'm a numbers person. Like I, I, I trust data. How would you kind of coach them to, to not let that mindset ruin their experience with Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever? Yeah. So to me, I'm not spending any money. So I'm not spending $10,000 a month or a year buying uh, or doing Facebook advertisements. I, I yeah. don't spend any money. My spend is time. And I think that if, if you want to come in from like, a, so using that type of mindset as an example, that to me, it's a somewhat of a self-absorbed mindset where it's about me, right? Yep. So if I'm going to make this all about me, um, I don't want to answer the same questions over and over and over again. I'll just have a video that is on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever, that at least it, that content is now there. So if I need to use it for reference in the future, I can just forward them that video, right? So if you want to look at it from a, a what's my ROI, I spent, you know, say five minutes making a video and it took 10 minutes to upload. So there's a 15 minute total spend. Um, but if I don't have to answer that same question over and over again, that's, that's a great return on investment. Um, I just don't think you can, like, I guess I would look at it this way. I just had a client today that kind of made me think about this in preparation for this. Uh, she reached out to me from Yelp that I would assume that every lender, realtor, anybody who is in a um, customer facing business is asking for reviews. Well, why are you asking for the review? Cause you want to have something somewhere where people can learn more about you without right. them having to ask you. That's the same thing. That's what social media is. So you said something just a minute ago. You said it in passing, but I think most people don't even understand. You said, if I want to send somebody the video later, I can. I think that whole way of thinking is foreign to most people, right? I think most people would treat social media as I post it today and it's over. But what, what I hear you saying is you, you have certain videos that you can always send to people as reference points based on conversations you're having. And then doesn't that allow them to go down the rabbit hole of your other videos that just reinforces your brand even further? Yeah, exactly. And that, I was just going to, that's exactly what I wanted to say was, um, so taking content compounding that you do, right? So I make a video, I put it on YouTube, or I don't even have to do it. Kyle will do it for you guys. But you take that video, put it on YouTube, look at what your kids do. Kids don't watch Saturday morning cartoons anymore. They live on YouTube and one video leads to another and you just end up in this rabbit hole. So you post a video about, um, about how no cost refinances actually work. Well, YouTube gives me the opportunity to have videos at the end of that video that people can click on, or I can have one show up as a banner midstream at any point I want that could be relevant to that con concept or something else. You, you have the ability, if people are engaging with you, to keep them learning. And I've had people, I have one client who said they watched all of my videos on YouTube before. And I was just wow. like, that's, that's a lot of time spent. I appreciate it. Yeah. I hope it was worth it. But um, it's there. I'm not doing the work. But, and I, that's, I'm very passive. I don't believe I'm in sales. Um, I'm, a, I'm in service. Like, that's how I look at everything. So for me, you know, when I talk to somebody, if I'm talking to a first time buyer, you know, I don't need to sell them in that conversation. Look, I'm Sean Herrero. This is how I work. This is my client philosophy. Um, all that being said, you can go to youtube.com forward slash Sean Herrero. I have a ton of educational videos. 
that hopefully you'll learn something from, but you also learn more about my personality and style and they can do it on their own. So, um, so that's, that's what it is. And it's just, I, I used that yesterday. I can't remember exactly what the video was, but, um, somebody had, Oh, I remember, um, somebody had a question about how mortgage rates worked with a very specific online lender who I coincidentally had made a video about because I think the way they do things is very disingenuous. So I said, Hey, I totally understand where you're coming from. Here's a video I made that'll explain what the difference is between me and that specific company. And now she filled out her application today. So it might feel like it's not worth it in that moment. You know, there's been plenty of videos that I've made where I, I can do a lot of one takes at this point because I do so many, but there's been plenty of times where I had to do it over and over and over again. And I want to quit and give up, but one person then it was worth it. You know, if you really want to look at it from a, yeah. an ROI perspective of time spent versus money made, I, I, I can't live without it. I just think that that's right. the way it is now. Well, and, and so let's talk about, cause what, what you do well, at least in my perspective is you, you're very raw as far as like, you don't overly edit, you don't overly produce, you kind of just record it as is you've got good lighting in your office and then you just run with it. Talk to, mm -hmm. talk to people about like, is that an intentional effort on your part to just want to stay raw on purpose? Or do you just not want to mess with editing? Like, why do you choose to do it that way? I think it's, so I think it's all of the above. And it, again, it has to, it depends on what the, the purpose is. So what I try to do is I'll back up a little bit. The thing that I love about social media the most is you get immediate data on if you're putting out what people are interested in. If you're making content, I don't care what you're posting. If you're posting things and you're not getting any engagement, no one's commenting, no one's liking it, nothing's happening. That's not the problem with the audience. It's the problem with what you're putting out there. You're putting out content yeah. that nobody cares about. So with the videos, I do these mortgage rate updates. And uh, I, I, I fell off of being consistent with them because rates have been so low for so long. But what, what I found is I go into a fair amount of detail with those because I want to show people how mortgage rates actually work versus what uh, they're told. And so I give okay. them behind the scenes looks at things. And that takes a little bit of editing. You know, it's basically for those videos, I'm using iMovie. So I'll record on my iPhone that I'm, we're doing this on right now. And then I'll screen record on my laptop. And then I'll just drag the, or I'll uh, airdrop the video from my phone to my laptop. That is kind of the, the first layer. And then I just put the other screen recording video above it and I'll just cut and splice to make it fit. So it is edited, but it's very basic, basic editing. Like there's nothing. Yeah. My son's yeah. like, why aren't you using Final Cut? I was like, I don't need Final Cut for this. This is way faster this way. So, um, so some of it is, but the reason I try to be raw is the more you try and over, if you try and make every video a Hollywood blockbuster, that's why you think there's not a return on investment because you're spending way yeah. too much time and effort on it and potentially money. Cause I would assume you're contracting a company yeah. to help with those. And it's not authentic. You know, the more it's edited, the 100%. more people know that you can see it. So, so for me, it's um, the reason I try to be as raw and authentic as possible is a few years back, I bought this suit like money. It was a hundred dollar bills head to toe, like those uh, goofy suits that everyone wears at Christmas now. And I put a picture of it on Facebook and everyone's like going back to getting feedback, right? Tons of comments. Everyone's laughing. 
it's getting shared. It's getting all this attention. And I was nervous about posting it. I'm just, I'm, I'm shy, which no one would ever believe, but I'm relatively shy. Um, and I got lots of feedback and I was making, I was like, you know, it's funny. I'm a lender. It, it fits. And a friend of mine called, he's like, Hey, you should be careful with that picture. And I was like, why? He's like, well, what if some guy wanted to do a $2 million loan with you? And he thought you um, were a total goofball. And I was like, oh, you're right. I need to take that down. And uh, I shouldn't post things like this. And I was going to take it down. And wait a second. If somebody can't have a sense of humor, I'm probably not the right lender for them anyways. Like if you can't yeah. see that this is it. And that I just took that moment and was like, I am going to be unapologetically authentic in everything I do. And I know for a fact, I will. there will be people who do not want to work with me. But there's always going to be people that don't want to work with me. Right. But I will attract more people that we will have a, a better time working together. So that's why I try to be as authentic as I can. Now I have ideas. Like there's a video I'm planning on filming today that it will be a more documentary style film with slow motion and B-roll and all these moving parts. But it's going to be more of like a commercial and, um, and it's, it's just, I have the concept, so I have to do it. That's just the way my mind works. Yeah. But those are few and far between, you know, the, the, the faster you can just knock out the content, the better. Like, I know that you work with, um, with Bill Hart and he's the yeah. best at that, you know, he, yep. he does it all. So, um, so I just think that if you're, it's probably a reason to not, um, oh, I lost the video again. Sorry. It's probably a reason not to. Uh, like the, just going back to that whole people who need an ROI, yeah. um, you're overdoing it. And that's why you feel like you're not getting a return because you're overdoing it. Yeah, bro. 100%. And I, and I think that is most people's biggest struggle. And, uh, and it's, and it's why they, they have such a hard time doing it. Um, but, but I, I want you to also talk about, cause man, you, you gave me some fascinating answers in, in the, the questionnaire that I asked you about. So one of the things that you said is you said that video is the, is the closest thing to face-to-face. -face. You can get with somebody with, without being face-to-face. -face. And, and so, man, talk about what you've experienced and like the trust that people have instantly had with you because they've simply seen you on video and you've never even met them in real life. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, you know, that was uh, a rare thing. February of last year, come March 14th, everyone is used to being on video on Zooms now. That's the only way we meet pe with people, right? Especially right. in California. I mean, I haven't, I haven't met with a client or gone to a signing in, in 10 months. So, wow. but I, I, I knew it was there before. So, um, it just comes back to people get to know your personality on video. Um, so like I've used bomb bomb for a very long time and it was the closest thing I could have to a face-to-face -face conversation. Tell people, and, will you explain to people what bomb bomb is for those that may not know? Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So bomb bomb is a video messaging service that, um, I love it for the data it gives you. Um, you can create templates, you can use it for a lot of different reasons, but you can upload videos or, or, uh, add links. And it, it presents your message in a human way. Like they, I think their theme is rehumanize your business. Um, and it just gives you this, this face-to-face -face contact without meeting someone. So, you know, if you're relying on phone or on email, 
there's not a lot there, right? And I think I always go back to how how things feel when I reach out to people or, or they reach out to me. So if I get a, a solicitor phone call, I'm on guard immediately, right? Like immediately right, on guard. Right. I, I have to know that that's how people feel about me when they talk to me for the first time. Um, yeah. So if they've seen the videos before, they're reaching out because they've already found a level of trust or they watched the video and they didn't reach out because they don't want to sure. work with me. They can, and I'm fine with that. I want to get to know as fast as I possibly can. So if I can get to knowing that I'm not going to work with someone without even having to chat with them, it's a win for both of us, right? Less time wasted on both sides. Yep. Yeah, man, 100%. Uh, and so what would you say like to the listener that they're, they're really, they're struggling to, to put themselves out there on social media. What, what would you say would like, how would you encourage them to just take that next step? Would it be in doing a video? Would you suggest them starting on a certain platform? Like what, what would they do first? I, I do think video is the best way. I mean, it, you, you're truly putting yourself out there. And I think we've all done enough zoom calls at this point that, there shouldn't be a fear of being on video anymore after March of last year. So we've done enough. So the, you know, COVID forced, you know, as a silver lining, there were all these people that said, I don't need to use video in my business. <clears throat> it's not relevant. I know it's new, but it's not for me. I've done this for 20 years. Well, as of St. Patrick's day last year, you had to be on video and you had to be on zoom. So it forced you into something you, you made excuses to not want to do. Um, Think there's, this is my, one of my favorite quotes. You asked me what my favorite quote is, but this is another one. There's, yep. a, there's a great video by Simon Sinek where he talks about um, basically how what every salesperson or company does is they brag about themselves. And he basically just says, make it about them, not about you. So the easiest way to start putting yourself out there in a very relevant manner is don't make a video about how you helped 3,000 families last year. That's a, you're bragging about yourself. You're trying to make it about them, but you're really just bragging about yourself. Listen to what your customers are asking you. If you have the same question over and over and over again, if they're asking you, asking you that, there's a lot of people that have that same question. So answer that question in a video, put it on YouTube, put it on Instagram. Those are, I think those are the two, I don't know, my opinion is those are the best platforms for just about everything at this point. Um, and then look at the engagement, see if what comes of it. And if you don't have things hit immediately, it doesn't mean delete it, just let it sit there. It's a piece of information that somebody might love five years from now. So I think that's what we, we need to do is listen more and, and make content that answers the questions that people ask. Okay. So the last, the last thing, and I haven't, even, I haven't asked this to anybody yet on any of my, of my episodes so if you think about your industry and you think of the, the one thing that you watch other people do that just disgusts you on social media, if, if you had 60 seconds to just give a declaration to your industry for the love of God, please stop blank, what, what would it be? Um. Don't, don't brag about your volume. No one cares. Um, don't stop the humble brags. Nobody cares. Stop making, there's, there's one guy that was a mortgage advisor who I think was one of the shadiest, slimiest guys in our industry. 
He had his license taken and revoked or whatever you want to call it. Now he coaches loan advisors. His, the videos and content he puts out are so obnoxious that I'm going to make a video about those videos. So be authentic. Just stop being, stop being a salesperson. Um, make it about other people. Reach, solve people's problems. Help people. Put out content that helps people. And you'll win. But just stop being disingenuous. Stop being inauthentic. I love it. I love it. That's fire, dude. So tell all Thanks, the listeners man. where uh, if, if they want to connect with you, because I know that they're, they're going to listen to this and just be blown away. So how do they find you on YouTube or, or on Instagram? Yeah, so um, you can Google Sean Herrero uh, and you'll find me. Um, Instagram is probably where I'm at primarily, which is at Adventure Lender. Um, and then YouTube is youtube.com forward slash Sean Herrero. Um, that's, that's it. I, again, the two platforms I primarily use are Instagram and YouTube. I love it, bro, man. Thank you for just your candidness, your generosity and dropping some bombs on us. Uh, is it, this has been a, this has been an awesome episode. I appreciate it. I hope, I hope, uh, everyone likes it and I hope I'm helpful. I, I always get a little awkward talking about myself, but, uh, I hope it's, I hope yeah. people take that next step. You got to do it. It was, it was incredible. Guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. We will be back soon with another guest that may not be as good looking as Sean, but hopefully <laughs> will be as smart. We'll see y'all next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If this episode made an impact, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and talking about it on social media. Go make a difference, and we'll see you soon.